0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM nine hundred CHML.
1: Well, the U.S. government shutdown uh, has ended. Uh, The deal in place only funds government until about February the eighth. We're told a new deadline, uh, hopefully, for a deal for Dreamers. So, well, not everybody, I guess, is hopeful for that. It was uh, quite convoluted. If you watched any of the coverage over the weekend after the shutdown took place. Uh, you watched uh, any of the networks, whether it was uh, MSNBC, CNN, uh, Fox, any of these, and basically it was just a parade of senators and congresspeople pointing the finger at the other party and saying it's their fault, you know, they not putting America first, yada, yada, yada. You've heard all that rhetoric before. So there has been some sort of a deal reached, uh, and I'm not so sure that everybody's happy with that, but at least the government is back to work. So where do we go going forward right now? And how does this happen in the first place, that a government can actually be shut down Uh, You figure they've got money. I mean, why can't they pay their bills? Well, joining us to try to explain this whole circumstance and and the implications is uh, uh, Gregory Atwaro, who is a professor of political science at Columbia University. Professor, thank you so much for the time. It's good to have you with us today. I think it's great to be here. Let's let's talk a little bit about the, the character of this. There have been government shutdowns in in the past. A lot of those have been about government priorities and government should be doing this or government cutbacks. The the undertone and maybe uh, the very strong undertone in this one was was really immigration, wasn't it?
0: That's correct. Yes.
1: Why was that such a key factor in, in this in this discussion?
0: Well, I think it has to do with the fact that. You know, immigration has been made a uh, you know brought basically made a top priority issue by the Trump administration. By essentially uh, uh, ending the DACA program, um, Donald Trump has basically forced this onto the legislative agenda. Um, Congress has not really been able to do much on immigration, uh, and that's not been for been for lack of effort um, over the past uh, fifteen or so years. They have they have tried to do something about immigration, changing immigration policy, addressing undocumented workers, uh, but they haven't made much progress. And I think that has uh, a, in a large part to do with the deep polarization that exists between the two political parties in the United States. So Donald Trump has basically forced this onto the, to the agenda. The Democrats are trying to get the best deal that they can, um, being in the minority. Um, in the Senate, uh, the way the Senate operates, There is the possibility for the minority to have more more of a say of what sorts of policies come out of the Senate um, uh, vis-a-vis the the House of Representatives. Um, And so I think the Democrats were, were basically trying to use the leverage that they have as a minority to try to couple the uh, the funding of the federal government with uh, some progress on on uh, immigration policy, specifically dealing with DACA and uh, and Dreamers.
1: Could you explain some of the numbers for us? And, and you know, you look at that compared to, for instance, our our parliamentary system up here. If, if a government has a majority here, uh, they basically, I mean, there's a process. Yeah, there's you know, three readings, etc. But I mean, if you've got the votes, you just ram it through, and bingo, it becomes law. Uh, even though the Republicans have a majority in the Senate, the the, the Democrats still had some sway there. How does that happen?
0: So the Senate has evolved into a super majoritarian institution. Um, it, it, this is a long evolutionary process, um, but the Senate now basically, uh, with, with the exception of reconciliation bills, and that's a whole other thing we can get into <laughs> if you want, but, um, but basically you need 60 votes to get anything done in the Senate because okay. in the Senate you can filibuster legislation, mm-hmm. and 60 votes are required to end a filibuster so that's how the Senate has evolved. It's basically now uh, we, we refer to it as the 60-vote Senate. Um, but the understanding is that you need a three-fifths majority of the Senate now to uh, basically pass any legislation that is the least bit controversial.
1: All right. And and was there a specific bill that w- was on the table right now that was the focus of this? Or was it just a, uh, a general malaise? I mean, because we've heard of these shutdowns before, and invariably uh, there can be eleventh-hour intercessions to try to get these things done, or we have seen them fail sometimes. But uh, it just seemed as if these guys were very entrenched uh, when when this whole thing happened over the weekend,
0: right? Yeah. So the continuing resolution was the piece of legislation um, under under question, and so the you know the, the, the uh, Congress is supposed to work on this annual budget process that was set up in uh, 1974. Uh, but since that time, the Congress has basically been unable to follow that process, uh, and so uh, you know it's annually been the case that the senate um, it's usually the senate's fault um, but the congress in general fails to meet the deadlines that uh it needs to meet in order to fund the federal government we are we are on an annual appropriations cycle and basically uh you know bills have to be passed by the end of the fiscal year in order for uh the government to keep spending money Um, the Congress has consistently failed to meet those deadlines. And so, uh, when they do that, they pass what's called a continuing resolution, which provides temporary funding for the government to keep operating after the, uh, the, the deadlines have passed, but Congress has not been able to, to, uh, enact the appropriations bills that it's supposed to, uh, in order to fund the federal government. And so where we ended up was, uh, you know, the, the, the fiscal year expired back in, uh, on September 30th, 2017. And so, the the Congress has passed uh, continuing resolutions, um, stopgap measures, basically to keep the federal government um, running. And so, uh, what the Democrats tried to do is essentially couple the immigration debate um, and legislative action on on uh, on legislation with uh, uh, w- with the uh, the continuing resolution. And so, the continuing resolution needs fifty votes to pass because you need to be able to invoke cloture on that measure if it's filibustered and everything gets filibustered these days. Uh, and so that's how that's how we got to this point. Wanna hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to the Bill Kelly Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on AM nine hundred CHML.